What's up, you guys, and welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. I am recording my first night episode right now. I don't know why the day just flew by so freaking fast today for me, but it's like 7.30 p.m. I'm sitting, you know, have a candle lit. It's been like a really rainy, gloomy, cloudy day, so I'm just, you know, feeling the cozy day vibes I... I'm so excited to be recording this episode for you guys. I've really wanted to do an episode like this for a while. So today we are going to be diving into the topic of self-worth and also, you know, self-image and confidence and also what we accept for ourselves and how to know what you deserve and, you know, not settle. That's definitely a lot of topics, but we're going to be answering you guys' questions and I'm going to be sharing my own personal experiences because this is a topic that I I always feel like I say this, like I can really relate to this one, you guys. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't do an episode topic where I knew nothing about it, right? But I feel like I can really, really relate to this and hopefully share some personal insight with you guys. So welcome back, you guys. I hope you're excited for this episode and I've just been loving your feedback after last week when I... I made a little comment about how like the podcast, you don't really have comments on it like you do on YouTube. And I'm just before this episode was reading some of the new reviews and I just got so many kind reviews from you guys. Um, So thank you so much. It made me really, really happy. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the topics in the episodes. I am always open to any suggestions, whether it's something that you don't like that I do in the episode, something that you're, you, maybe you skip through, you don't like it or, you know, things that you love that I do in the episode. So please feel free to always spam me, spam my DMS for the unfiltered Instagram. Seriously. Like I read them all the time. Even if I don't reply, trust me, I read all of them. So you guys' opinions are so important to me. So I did just want to kind of say that. So if you ever have a thought, you're ever listening to an episode and you're like, you know, kind of want Lindsay to know this, send me a freaking DM. Okay. I would love to hear your opinion, even if you know, it's some constructive criticism on the episodes. With that being said, let's shout out our reviewer of the week. This is a review from Sam and Sam says the best podcast ever. I have followed Lindsay since the beginning, and I have been so impressed with her dedication to this podcast. I look forward to this podcast every single Monday, and her advice and wisdom radiates through each episode. Lindsay provides valuable advice on friendships, finance, relationships, and life in general. Everyone can relate to this podcast. Being the reviewer of the next week would make me so happy! Five exclamation points. (laughs) So guess what, Sam, you are the freaking reviewer of the week and your review is so kind. So if you guys ever want to be the reviewer of the week and get a shout out on the podcast, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for Unfiltered. And I read through them every single week and I select my reviewer of the week. I really don't have much to say for my weekly catch up. Um, I've been vlogging. (laughs) I've been purchasing a lot of things. I seem to have gone into this phase. I don't even think it's like a quarantine phase. I think it's just a current phase, like a habit that I've gotten into of like at night when I'm chilling on the couch, just go on my laptop and I start 
looking at all this stuff online and you know I've been placing a lot of orders okay I won't lie so you know I really have been treating myself other than that I have been enjoying you know being social as much as I can I've been doing some regular FaceTime home workouts who knew I'm actually I have one in an hour and a half, so hopefully I'll be able to finish this episode by then. I think I will be. The solo ones typically aren't much longer than an hour, so we'll see. But yeah, you guys, I'm like feeling... The other day I was thinking and I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of like doing really... I'm proud of myself of different facets in my life right now. I feel like I'm not like going full 100% force at one thing, but I feel like I'm, what's the expression? No, I was going to do like the eggs in one basket expression, but it's not quite what I was going for. So never mind. (laughs) But I wanted to say that I feel like I just am like dedicating good amounts of time to different things like, you know, my YouTube and the podcast and my Patreon. And then also like doing stuff around the house and making my house, you know, more homey. Cause I want to do a house tour pretty soon, like by this summer. So I'm trying to kind of get things ready. And then also like I've been working out and I've just been like dedicating time also to like being social and making time for friends. And I don't know, I just feel like I'm on a good path right now. Also, you guys, I wanted to announce to you first, I have not announced this to anyone yet as of the time I'm recording this, I am adding a new tier to my Patreon page and I'm so excited about it. So it is going to be the close friends stories tier. So that means that all of you guys that will, that are in that tier on my Patreon will be my close friends on Instagram. And I'm so excited because I'm going to be able to just post like fun content that I'm not going to post to my public. And I feel like a lot of times when I post Instagram stories, sometimes I have this thought, I'm like, should I post this for everyone? Or maybe only like a few select people want to see this, you know, basically it's just going to be like a very select exclusive group of people. So yeah, if you are interested, that is going to be my middle tier on my Patreon. And if you are in my highest tier already and you happen to be listening, you are going to gain um, immediate access to that as well. All you'll have to do is message me your username so that I can add all of you guys to my close friends. So if that interests you and you want to go and check that out and become a member of the close friends stories tier, then um, my Patreon page is always linked in the show notes of the episodes. And I just wanted to give that a quick shout out because I haven't added a new tier since I started my page and I'm really excited about this one. So yeah, you can always go and check that out if you feel like supporting me monthly in that way on my page. And let's go ahead and get into our bops and flops of the week. It's going to be a little bit shorter this week because I feel like I've kind of been like going on in a lot of these. I don't know, but uh, we're going to keep it a little bit, a little bit shorter this week. So I can only think of one flop and that flop is, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I saw my family, a lot of my friends, and uh, I'm missing travel. Most of all, I'm just like missing my family. I wish I could just go on like an iconic family trip right now. And I mean, I guess like I could and we could, you know, be safe doing that. And we are planning one, but I just like miss just, yeah, I don't know, just going home and miss my sister a lot. So I'm making a road trip to go and see her because, you know, we've both been 
distancing and quarantine for so long now and it's just going to be a road trip so I feel good about that and I just miss her so much I haven't seen her since freaking Christmas Eve or like even before that which is so absurd because I feel like I saw her in like February or something but I guess I didn't and we really don't go you know five six months without seeing each other that's pretty rare for us i'm sure like everyone can relate to that right now in some in some facet whether it's missing your friends or travel or something like that family so um yeah i just that's that's my one flop of the week and moving on to my bops of the week i have a couple my first one that i've already mentioned is that i've been regularly working out about three times a week with my sister and we only really do like 30 minute workouts it's nothing crazy you guys Honestly, I think we're going to try to start the Chloe Ting two-week shred tonight, and I'm really, really nervous because this means that I will be committing to working out every day, like hard workouts for two weeks, and I'm just terrified, but like, I guess if I get started with it, and I don't know, we'll just have to see how it goes, so I'll definitely chat about that more in like upcoming vlogs and stuff like that, uh, but yeah, working out, it's... I'm just, I just feel so good when I incorporate that regularly into my routine. And finally, you know, I'm able to like say that I am doing that. My next pop, I just put the little things. <laughs> I always write these down so I don't forget them. So I am reading off my little Google, Google Drive uh, right now. But the little things like lighting a candle or even buying some new candles um, or buying myself flowers. Today I went to Trader Joe's and I got myself some yellow tulips and some, I can't remember what they're called. I got another flower too. I showed them in my vlog. Um, or just like cooking, drinking a glass of wine. Um, you know, I've really been like trying to enjoy the little things and living in the moment. So the little things, you guys, they really can go so far <laughs> even just like getting in my kitchen playing some music pouring a glass of wine and just like zoning out and cooking i mean that is like an instant just get me out of my head mood booster for me other than all the dishes i have to do when i'm done that's a mood killer but other than that <laughs> i'm taking advantage of the little things okay going for drives and listening to music you just gotta embrace the the you know those things that do make you feel good even when you feel like you can't do a ton of other things uh so find those things that make you feel good no matter how small they are maybe if it's you know taking a walk or playing with your dog or whatever it is like do those things that you know will improve your mood and my last bop of the week is one show that i started that i know i'm really late to the game because it came out in like 2016 i think and it is a show insecure on hbo and i've really been liking this i started it per my sister's recommendation and i had always seen it on hbo and i know that me and megan started it we watched like two episodes years years ago but I never finished it and I never like kept watching it and um it took probably like you know two or three up actually you know I was pretty into it after like the second episode so I have been it's such an easy watch I think the show's like 30 minutes or less so you can really watch those episodes super fast and there's only about eight episodes per season so seriously like you can watch one or two seasons in a day pretty quickly so i have been binging that and really enjoying it the soundtrack is amazing so good okay those are my bops and flops of the week and now why don't we just go ahead and do a quick moment for our sponsors um and then we will go ahead and get into the bulk of this episode okay. 
Thank you so much to our long time sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer, Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and get into it. So the way I'm kind of going to be structuring this episode is um, based off of different topics and questions that you guys had that were related to those specific topics. So I'm not going to be like reading all the questions back, just back to back. I think I'm going to kind of be like going into certain topics and reading the questions that have to do with that. I didn't really exactly know how to structure it so that I feel like that's just what makes sense. So Let's do it. Okay, so under the umbrella topic of self-worth, I got several questions relating to body image and also comparing yourself to others, um, also and how to get over low self-worth. So I kind of wanted to dive into that first of all before we get into you know some more different types of topics because I feel like as women, and maybe not even just as women, but I do feel like women ha- can really relate to most of us having these struggles with body image and everyone's going to feel like that at some point in their life. Everyone's going to have, you know, highs and lows and your body is going to change. So I first wanted to start it off by playing a voice message that, you know, has to do with this exact topic. And I thought it would be great to just kind of start it off. So let's go ahead and play that right now. Hey, Lindsay, what's up, girl? (laughs) Um, My name is Tanya. I'm calling from Vancouver, BC, and I just wanted your advice on self-image in terms of weight. Uh, Personally, I've struggled a lot with my own self-image, you know, being a slightly thicker girl. Um, Some days I just don't feel that cute, and I know I'm a great person, and I think I have a good personality, but it's just the body image that I struggle with. So yeah, I'd love to get your input, any tips or advice you have for me um, or experiences that you have had. And yeah, love you, girl. Thank you. Okay, Tanya in Vancouver. I love Vancouver so much. Thank you so much for submitting a question and, you know, like being vulnerable and open about your experience. Um, I really do feel like so many of us girls can relate to it. And, um, you know, you said, do you have any tips and can you share your own personal experience? So, you know, body image, it's so, it's so personal. And to be honest for me, I mean, it really changes 
every day. I swear you guys, like it changes based off of, you know, what I'm wearing and, um, how good I feel about myself or if I'm self tanned or if I'm really pale. I mean, it's those little things. Like I feel so much more confident when I have like a self tan and I'm wearing, you know, something that I feel like is flattering on me. than if I'm looking in the mirror when I'm like, my palest pale like at the end of the day after i'm like bloated or something and i'm like looking in the mirror naked i mean it's just like so it can be so different from day to day and i i do kind of feel like that's very normal and i feel like throughout the years i've really felt quite different about my body image from month to month year to year i mean it really just depends on what i've been doing because your body changes and how you talk to yourself a lot of the time, you know, that affects it too. But I would just say, you know, overall, just know that we all have things that we like about our bodies and we all, everybody has things that they don't like about their bodies. So if almost finding some comfort in that and knowing that even if you're looking at someone and they look like they have the most perfect fucking body ever, a lot of times that image is photoshopped or it's an angle, or maybe that person literally like does not nourish themselves well at all. And you know, that is, they, that is what they do to look like that. Or maybe they do nourish themselves really well and they are really, really healthy and fit. And that is amazing too. And we can, you know, praise and encourage that. We can also accept our bodies for what they are every day and knowing that it doesn't have to be the same as it was in the past and maybe it's not going to be the same maybe it's going to change it will change as we get older and as our you know lifestyles change i mean right now is this is a very like relatable topic right now i feel like for a lot of people and i noticed at the beginning of quarantine um after at least the first like month or so when i wasn't doing any home workouts or anything like that i definitely noticed you know some weight gain and because i had not that i had been like regularly working out but i definitely had been you know going to the gym at least you know once twice three times a week going to classes um at my local gym and obviously i think everyone everyone that was doing that can relate to you know everything closed the gym's closed i know some states they're like open right now but everything did close for a period of time slash may still be closed. And so that's going to affect, you know, if you are into working out, that is going to affect your body and you're going to have to make changes. But anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent right now. Getting back to your question about, you know, you feel like really confident in yourself, but you always have this in the back of your mind of like, I've always struggled with my body image. You know, I'm a thicker girl, you know, girl thick is in. It really is. And I feel like, please don't ever feel like you need to change yourself. And also something I would say is like, if you are looking in the mirror and you're kind of struggling with, you know, pointing out just the negative, I know that that is so easy to do. I know that I do it a lot of the time. I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, my stomach, like it just doesn't look the same. Or recently I've been having these thoughts um, of like my back fat. Uh, so <laughs> I always used to have how do I explain it? Those little, um, where it, like your skin like cuts in before your lower stomach. What is that called? Why can't I think of like what it's called? Um, I don't know, but do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like you can see kind of like your, you, when you're gaining weight, I don't know. I've just, for a while, I feel like I wasn't noticing those little, not marks, but those little like wrinkles on myself <laughs> with my back fat and now like I'm kind of noticing them again and I'm looking in the mirror and be like oh I just want to shit on myself like this sucks like I want these to be 
gone again or less noticeable to me again. And maybe I always had them and maybe, I don't know, I'm just noticing them more now. But um, what I was getting at, but going back to what I wanted to say, which was if you are pointing out negative things about yourself in the mirror for every freaking negative thought, try to point out something after that, that you like about yourself. You know, I, people always say like replace a negative thought with a positive thought. So if that works for you, that works for you. But I know that I can't just turn off these negative thoughts and things that I don't like about myself, especially when I'm like looking at myself in the mirror naked. So maybe just try to balance it out a little bit. And for, you know, looking in the mirror, if you're struggling, like, oh, I don't like this. Well, look at yourself and be like, you know what? But I have amazing boobs or, you know what, girl, my freckles are really fucking cute. Or, you know what? My hair looks good today or whatever it is. And obviously these don't have to be just physical things. Make it non-physical. Point out things that you like about yourself. I feel like that's something that maybe you could just kind of like try to think about that a little bit more. But um, it's kind of hard. Body image, you know, it's so personal. It's hard to like give advice on like, how do I fix, you know, my struggle with body image, but I think it's just kind of like taking it day by day and accepting that our bodies are going to change and it is okay. And we are all in this together. And uh, I think I'm going to just leave that question at that because I've really been kind of going off on this for quite some time. Okay. So now let's discuss comparison. So I got several different questions about comparing ourselves to others. You know, how do I not do that? Or how do I deal with the fact that I just am comparing myself to others? And first of all, I mean that I feel like everyone does this. I mean, how can you not have thoughts of comparison? I mean, it is just, if you could turn that off, I just want to know, how do you fucking turn that off? (laughs) Because, ooh, I feel it. I feel it every single time I see like a little cute, skinny bikini picture on Instagram. I'm like, damn girl, you look so fucking good. I know I would not look like that. But hey, that's what makes us different. And we don't need to all look the same. And we don't all look the same. And our bodies are all different. Um, So... You know, I would say if you are really struggling with comparing yourself to others, um, you do have to remove, you know, those triggers for you because that is probably a big part of what is causing it. So, you know, people always say this, so I might be, you know, given advice that you've already heard a million times, but truly, truly, you know, you need to take away Uh, you know, those things that don't make you feel good about yourself when you see them because it is not benefiting you. It's not benefiting your confidence. Uh, And a lot of times it's not going to do any good for you to see a picture on Instagram or whatever it is. If it's not a healthy mindset, what you are consuming and what you are seeing, I highly, highly suggest limiting that. So something that I've really fucking utilized, you guys. Uh, for my own personal sanity is the mute button. Okay. Um, or the unfollow. I mean, honestly, like if you don't know this person and they're not going to see that you unfollowed them, maybe, maybe it's time for an unfollow, uh, go through, go through who you are following. Um, if you are on social media a lot, which I'm sure a lot of us are at this, you know, time in life, 
go through who you're following and reevaluate that. You guys like, does this person's photos make you feel good? Um, also if it's someone that you're friends with, Hey girl, just hit them with the mute. You can mute posts, you can mute stories, you can mute both. And a lot of times I have to do that, honey, like to be completely honest, not even just for, you know, people that look amazing, which I have done because I have not felt so amazing when I've seen those photos, even though I can be like, damn, you do look fucking amazing honey, but this doesn't make me feel good about myself. Um, and that's okay to do. It's okay to like have these thoughts. It's so normal. And it's okay to remove these things from your feed. Okay. Be mindful of what you are consuming. Be mindful of who you're following. Seriously. That is a big, big factor in comparing yourself to others. You guys, it really is. But you know what? Also just accept and know that it's such a normal thing. I mean, I know when I'm around a bunch of girls and we're all like wearing our bathing suits or whatever, I know I have those thoughts of like comparing my body to another girl's body and I just wish I could fucking turn it off and it's hard because I don't really have like advice on like how do you stop having these thoughts because I fucking have them all the time. So I think it's more just like acceptance and it does come back to you know loving yourself first even if we don't love every thing about ourselves okay because nobody I mean maybe some people do you know but even if we don't love every part of ourselves and every single thing we can still have acceptance um for ourselves I know that after I had my breakup, I personally also went for a little period of time and I I was seeing so many freaking like cute ass relationship photos and couples and it was not making me feel good for the first few weeks after my breakup. So, you know, I had to go and some people were my friends and I had to go and I had to literally mute <laughs> certain people that I know really well in my life that were in relationships because they posted cute photos of them with their significant other. I just had to do that for a month, whatever it was, a few weeks. And then I went back and I was like, you know what? Now I'm totally fine with seeing this content and I can be happy for other people in relationships and not think, oh my God, fuck me. Like this makes me sad. So whatever it is you have to do, if you have to do that, please do it for yourself and don't feel bad about it. That is literally why they made the mute button, honey. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I also was asked about how to forgive yourself and how to get over guilt. So... I do feel like I can kind of relate to this and hopefully speak on this. How do you forgive yourself after maybe making a mistake or just having a bad night or doing something that you're not proud of? And I mean, this could be so many different things, but I think it really comes back to we are all human and nobody is going to be fucking perfect all the time. Everyone's going to fuck up. Okay. Everyone's going to fuck up. And that doesn't mean like your actions were necessarily depending on what obviously occurred. It doesn't mean your action actions can be justified. It just means that, you know what, sometimes you have to accept, sometimes you're going to fuck up. Okay. It's not going to be rainbows and sunshine and perfect all the time. And it is okay to, you know, we are, we are human. Okay. So everybody fucks up. Everybody makes mistakes and everybody does things that they're not proud of sometimes. And you know, the best you can do is just look back and be like, you know what? That was not a good moment for me. Um, I was not at a good place or, you know, that happened and I really wish it hadn't happened, but I cannot change it. It did happen. And the only way to move forward is to begin to forgive yourself. And maybe it takes some time. 
it's, you know, it probably will take some time. Um, I feel like a, a coping mes- mechanism I used a lot of the time when I felt like this was blacking it out and being like, no, that didn't happen. Like that mistake that I made, that didn't happen. But really it's like, that's only going to work for so long because the reality is it did happen. And I bet a lot, most of us can probably relate to having something like this that, you know, we're not proud of. Um, Like I said, it could be so many different things, but just, you know, maybe even just a moment of like saying something that you didn't mean to say and it upset someone. I had a moment like that literally the other night where I just was like drunk and I just said something stupid and then I felt, I mean, the other person got hurt and reacted as, you know, a normal person. And then I felt so fucking bad. And I was like, why did I even say that dumb shit? Like without thinking of what I was going to say, um, but how to get over guilt. It's going to take some time, but really just realizing, like I said, you know, everybody's going to fuck up sometimes and you have to forgive yourself. You have to move forward. And that's really like the only thing you can do to be able to move forward. So just, you know, know that it's going to take some time, but hopefully you'll be able to get there. Um, if you have something that you feel like you need to confess, you know, you can talk to people about it. You can talk to someone you confide in. You can talk to a friend, talk to whoever, and you can kind of just like vent about it maybe and get somebody else's opinion. If you do feel comfortable, you know, sharing, obviously I know, you know, certain things are going to be more private, but yeah, that is what I would say. Um, I hope that helped a little bit. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, you guys, but that is what I, you know, have done in the past and, really just does take time. And also kind of one more thing too, is like, if you did make, make a mistake or do something dumb, you can, you can have some comfort in the fact that hopefully you can be like, you know what, doing that made me feel really guilty and made me feel really bad. And I'm not going to do that again because I don't want to feel that way again. So hopefully it can lead you to self-improvement and just being like, I'm not going to do that again because it made me feel really bad or it made this other person feel really bad. And I don't want to recreate that. So hopefully it can just lead you to being a better person and not repeating, you know, a past mistake. All right. So I got a couple different questions. Uh, about how to walk away from toxic friendships or relationships. I also got another question that was, how do you end a relationship because you know you deserve better but still love them? So I kind of want to go into this. Uh, First, I'll talk about relationships and then I will talk about friendships. So yeah, how do you end a... This is a question I fucking asked myself for a really long time. And I didn't know how to answer it. And I would literally word it the exact same way as you worded it, which was, how do you end a relationship because you know you deserve better, but you still love them? And this is the thing, like going back to self-worth, knowing and accepting what you deserve. Um, This is something that I, and I feel like a lot of us, it is so hard because in your head, you're like, you know what? I deserve obviously to be treated well. I deserve respect. I deserve all this good stuff. But then once you get intertwined in a relationship or a friendship or something, you know, nothing's going to be perfect all the time. There's going to be issues that come up. There's going to be maybe things that you say, or the other person says fights that come up, things that arise that it's like, Oh shit. Okay. Everything's not, you know, perfect. And 
how do you navigate that? How do you deal with that? Um, And also, if you do come to this point of acknowledging, I deserve better than this, that's kind of a point where you, you don't need to necessarily make an immediate decision, but I definitely don't think you should brush those feelings under the rug. Uh, and I definitely feel like I would do that a lot of the time. So I don't know. I struggle with bringing up my past relationship because I have been asked to not speak about my ex. So when I do talk about it, I only want to attempt to speak from a place of you know, my thoughts, my opinions, and my feelings. So I hope that I can do that because I, of course, want to respect um, that request, obviously. So um, going back to the question, how do you end this relationship if you still obviously have so much love for this person? You don't want to hurt them. There's obviously so many factors in a relationship, but you have accepted, you know what? I know I deserve better than this. So for me and my personal experience, um, I had these thoughts of just knowing that we both deserved better than what we were giving each other. I mean, it wasn't just me being like, oh, I deserve better. It was like, you know what? We are not like the way things are going and fights that happen and all this. Like, this is not what a healthy relationship should be. So ask yourself, is my relationship healthy? You need to ask yourself that. You need to ask yourself, how does my relationship make me feel at the end of most days? Do I feel good at the end of most days or more days than not? Do I feel bad? And do I go to sleep crying sometimes? Do I go to sleep being like, what the fuck am I going to do? I know I had a lot of um, almost like I was saying, brushing it under the rug, blacking it out, being like, you know, I don't even know. I almost like ignored my feelings a lot of the time. I would feel them a lot of the time because they'd be very intense. But then I also would, after, you know, a fight or after something happened and things were kind of back to normal, I'd be like, okay, everything's fine again. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to think about what happened and ask myself, is that healthy? Is that good for me? And I did, you know, actively have thoughts a lot at the, towards the end of my relationship of, I know and I acknowledge this is not healthy for me or the other person. Um, and this is toxic. And I still, you know, went back. I still tried to make it work. And going back to like guilt and stuff, kind of struggle with that a little bit. But then also I, I have to come back to, you know what? I was trying to make it work because we were in love and you know, I dedicated so many years to this person and I moved my life for this person. And what happens? It's so scary to think about giving that all up. I can tell you guys sitting here six months later after having all those thoughts of how am I going to move forward? How is my life going to be without love from this person? How am I going to do this? I can tell you I made the 100% right decision for me for me personally, by choosing to end it and end the toxic cycle. 
and it had to be done. I believe not only for me, but for the other person as well. So I personally feel like I kind of just eventually after so, so much accepting and knowing, you know, I, you know, I don't deserve this. He doesn't deserve this. Just months and months of that. I feel as though I had to almost hit like multiple rock bottoms because I say that, you know, you might be like, oh, well, maybe you'll hit one rock bottom and then you'll realize I need to get the fuck out of this. This is not healthy. But no, I had multiple rock bottoms that I hit, literally crying on the bathroom floor, just like being a fucking emotional wreck. I took photos of myself where my face was completely swollen from crying so hard because I would be so upset. I would lock myself in rooms in my house to get some space. And literally none of that is normal. Um, And I knew that. I knew that it wasn't normal. I knew that it wasn't healthy, but it was a cycle, this up and down cycle. And that is what a toxic relationship is. And I might in the future, if you guys want, I might make a whole episode on toxic relationships. So let me know if you want that. It would probably be down the line a little bit. I haven't even answered the fucking question, but I hope that I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going off here, but um, how do you end that so like I said, I hit multiple rock bottoms and I finally, the re- the way I ended it and how I knew I finally had to end it was I just hit like another rock bottom of <laughs> my ultimate rock bottom of like, holy shit, this has happened. I have felt this way so many times and I have not done anything about it. And I have accepted this so much for myself like this is what I have accepted that I deserve in a relationship and also the same thing for the other person like this is what you know I've accepted that this is what they've accepted that they deserve and neither of us deserve this shit it's not normal it's not healthy so sorry I'm getting loud but um you have to walk away if you keep hitting these rock bottoms because it's not going to change. I mean, yeah, maybe you can go to therapy and see how that works. If you really, really, really want this relationship to work out and you don't think that there's another relationship out there that could be better for you or you don't think you could be on your own without this person, which trust me, you fucking can. You've done it before. You can do it again. But I know that feeling. I know that feeling of being so scared to just not have this person in your life. It's and it's so terrifying. But I can tell you, you you have that adjustment period. It, it might be a, a you know a month. It might be a few weeks. It might be multiple months, three months, four months. You have that kind of adjustment period of getting back to yourself, and it's really fucking hard. And it feels really weird for a while. But then it actually starts to feel good and actually starts to feel normal and you can release all that toxicness and I don't have any of that shit in my life anymore. And if I could go back six months and tell myself that I was going to feel this good, I just wish that I could. And oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting, um, actually I can't believe I'm getting emotional because I just wish that I could have told myself a year ago or six months ago, like you're literally going to be doing so good. You need to be strong enough to leave this for yourself. Um, and you have to be selfish sometimes. You have to sometimes put how you, f- you actually always have to put how you feel first, because if you're not feeling your best, you can't give 100% of yourself to someone else. That was a really long winded answer to that question, but 
Okay. And bringing it back to friendships. Um, so I got another question that was, we know to drop toxic friends, but how do we not feel guilty when it happens? (sighs) Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, it's not just, you know, how you feel. It's not just you in the situation and another person, how they feel is involved. And that is the hard part, accepting that you might be hurting someone else's feelings or, or this taking them by surprise or whatever it is. But I do think that there is a lot of comfort and power and just acknowledging, you know what, like this relationship or friendship is not good for me. It, I have accepted that it is not benefiting my life and it is making me feel low or it's making me feel shitty or I don't feel better after I hang out with this person. I feel worse. And you have to trust that. And you have to trust that. And you have to just remind yourself of that, of like, you know what? I'm making this decision because hopefully my life will be better. And maybe even, you know, eventually their life will be better for this. Um, and like I said, I really do believe that a lot of times in life, you have to be selfish and you have to put yourself first because, you know, if this is just something that is so draining to you, then it's kind of like asking yourself, like, what am I getting out of this relationship? If it's just so draining all the time. Um, and maybe, maybe the other person even feels the same way. I don't know. Maybe the other person will be, be grateful for this one day. So, um, Just don't feel guilty because, I know that's easier said than done, don't feel guilty because you are making a decision that is just like for the the future you, for the best you, okay? So you got to just trust that. Um, And it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's never easy to walk away from a friendship or a relationship. It's never easy. But hopefully you can look back a few months time and be like, that was the right decision. Okay. I got asked to talk about self-sabotage and making decisions that we know are toxic. So I guess I kind of went into this a little bit, but it's hard because with self-sabotage, I feel like a lot of the times for me, it's not something that I consciously think I'm like, this is a bad decision. This is toxic. Like I can have those thoughts. And then I guess like going back to it, like I was talking about earlier, like accepting like, Oh, this is definitely not normal. This is not healthy. And yeah, this is definitely toxic, but then going back to it. So that's definitely self-sabotaging. But I think that we do that a lot of the time because, you know, out of habit, out of love, um, and just, the normalcy of how the whole situation feels, even if it's fucked up, even if it's toxic. So why do we make these decisions that we know are toxic? So much that goes into it. I mean, it's just a lot of times maybe it's easier or it just is, I don't know. I mean, relationships are really complicated. You know, it's, it it seems like, oh, why would you not just do the best thing for yourself? And why would you not just like leave a relationship that is not giving you the best, but it's real. I'm speaking from first experience. I mean, it's not an easy thing to just be like, well, you know what? This relationship isn't everything that I thought it would be. And I'm just going to leave because it's not just you that's involved it. It's another person and it could be years of love and all this stuff. So, um, I think self-sabotage is really real. I know that I've done it. I know that I don't consciously in my mind be like, I'm self-sabotaging right now. Um, Typically, I don't really have those thoughts. 
Um, I guess that's good. I don't know. But that doesn't mean that I still don't do it and look back and be like, okay, you know, I'm doing this to myself. Um, and it takes a lot of strength to acknowledge that and to change those habits. Okay. Um, I did get a question about family and advice on toxic family members and how to ignore their hurtful comments. So, um, I think that the most important thing here that you can do is create boundaries. So boundaries are something that uh, I didn't realize for a really long time. Sometimes you have to set boundaries in any relationship, uh, romantic, family, friendship. Sometimes there has to be boundaries that are established and boundaries can be really healthy, but they have to be honored. Um, and so creating these boundaries for yourself, um, and maybe, you know, expressing them to your family members that are commenting hurtful things to you. Maybe your boundary is that you limit contact with them and you only allow a certain form of contact, um, that is hopefully the easiest to deal with. Or maybe a boundary is you don't talk to this person if they're not making you feel supported and feel good. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like, you know what, I I don't feel good when I talk to you, so I don't really want to talk to you. And I know that obviously family, you typically we have to see our families. Um, so it's I can't really speak on this too much because I don't have much experience with this, but um, I would just say to stand up for yourself be clear about what your boundaries are with this person. Uh, if you do feel comfortable expressing these boundaries to them, um, then do it. If not, then keep them to yourself and honor them. Um, and try to just be like, you know what, if this person is my family member and they're not kind to me and they don't support me, that's not my problem at all. That's their problem. They're, you know, that like, that's something that you can kind of separate yourself from a little bit and be like, you know what, Hopefully I am being the bigger person here. So somebody submitted a question that said, I always wonder if my standards are too high. I've never been in a relationship because I haven't found exactly what I want yet, but also maybe I'm being too picky. I'm scared to settle. Ooh, I'm really glad that somebody submitted this, you guys, because I think that this is very normal. I... I really don't think your standards are too high. It, it, I don't know how old you are, but I know that it's very normal to not be in a serious relationship, you know, for a while, for, you know, maybe until you're like in your late 20s or whatever it is. I mean, it's just very, very different for everyone. Um, so I don't know how old you are, but not that that really matters too much. I, I feel like you get into a relationship when it feels right. And you do feel like, you know, this is a person that I want to commit this to. Um, I mean, being picky is one thing. Yeah. You know, maybe ask yourself, like, am I only going to date someone that has like these hundred qualities <laughs> that I want? Because yeah, you can have things that obviously you want and are important to you, um, but some things you know might be a little bit more negotiable. So maybe you know come back to those things, and definitely don't like x off a connection with someone that makes you feel really, really, really good. Um, 
I mean, obviously it depends on what these things are. If these are, you know, morals we're talking about and things that are really, really deep that you're just not settling on, I really don't think you should change those. I think you should keep those things. And I really do think you will find someone that aligns with that. So just try to be patient. Tell yourself, you know, my, my standards are not too high. Um, at the same time, I do feel like maybe you could be, a, maybe you could be a little bit less picky if you feel like it is limiting your dating life. So kind of ask yourself that, ask yourself, like, are you cutting people off or, you know, not, not allowing people in at all if they don't meet this like list that you have, or is it more of just a thing where it's like, you know, nobody's really like shown me, um, all that greatness that I want in a relationship so far. And you said, you know, I'm scared to settle. And yeah, I I don't think anyone should settle. And a lot of times we don't really realize when we're settling. And uh, I know settling is kind of a weird thing because it's like you're never going to be in like a relationship that's 100% like perfect all the time. And like you guys never fight. You Everything's just freaking always perfect. I mean, there's going to be that honeymoon phase, but that is going to end. I don't know. It's hard. A lot of times we're like, maybe I am settling, but then it's like, well, am I going to leave the relationship now? Cause there's still a lot of good here. So I don't really know how I feel about settling. I go just, I just have multiple thoughts on the whole concept of settling, I suppose. And it looks different for different people too, like what settling actually is. But, you know, to just leave it off on your question, you should have those standards. Don't worry. I really do think that you're going to find someone. Maybe if you can try and be a little bit less picky about the little things, that could potentially benefit you. Like I said, if you do really want to find someone, but I don't really think that you need to change what you want in somebody because I think that if you keep trying and keep putting yourself out there and you stick to what you want, I, I think that you will be able to find someone that hopefully matches up with most of those things, if not, you know, all of them. So it's all good. Okay. I got asked to talk about dating when you're insecure. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the show that I'm watching called Insecure. Um, but okay, this is this is my big thing. Um, everybody is a little insecure, if not like, you know, especially when you're first starting dating, like going on a first date with someone or just those initial kind of getting to know someone. Everybody's nervous. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone feels a little insecure. Everyone's kind of worried about how's it going to go? What's this person going to think about me? So I do feel like just kind of accepting that like that's a normal part of especially the beginning of dating. Um, but as, as it continues, as it progresses to maybe like intimacy and going, going deeper and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, insecurity, it's something that we all kind of deal with. And even in dating, I feel like, you know, it can, it can be something that is dealt with in a relationship for sure. Cause like I said, everyone feels aspects of insecurity, I think for the most part, Um, And it can be things that you can confide, hopefully, in your partner about things that you're insecure about. And hopefully these things can be, you know, dealt with, uh, whether it's like feeling insecure about being intimate or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Just being like, 
worried about being good enough if you're, you know, meeting new people and going on dates with new people and all that stuff. Um, I think just try and take comfort in the fact that everyone feels that way. Everyone's nervous. And, um, I think a lot of the times all you really need is to just like get past that initial barrier of worry and what if, and just find something like go and just say yes, go on the date, (laughs) go on the, uh, FaceTime date. Uh, go talk to this person and see if there is a connection and just taking that step. Um, And a lot of that I feel like will alleviate hopefully a lot of the initial insecurity and hopefully it's something that you can just deal with a little bit more as the relationship progresses. Um, I don't know how good I feel about the answer that I just gave, but um, I I tried. Okay. I'm going to answer like two more questions that I got, uh, just cause I really, I really like to answer as many as I can. Obviously I can't answer everything that you guys submit, but a lot of them are kind of overlapping and similar topics. So let's read this DM. How do I actually take action to change the situation when I know I deserve more? Recently realized this boy, kind of a friends with benefits situation, has been treating me like crap and not respecting me, but I care about him too much to leave or say anything. How should I change the situation or the way I'm being treated without losing him as a friend? Hmm, okay. I feel like, you know, you have acknowledged here that he's treating you like crap and you're accepting it and you haven't said anything. And that is letting him know that he, he's not doing anything wrong and that, you know, you're going to accept how, how, what he's doing now and how he's treating you and that he doesn't need to treat you any differently because you haven't said anything. So I really do think you need to stand up for yourself. Um, and I also, am wondering like how great of a guy is this? You know what I mean? If he's treating you like shit. I mean, there's one thing, you know, being friends with benefits, there's a lot that goes into it. So I mean, maybe it's just, you know, he's not giving you, he doesn't respond to you that much. And he just kind of hits you up when he feels like hooking up or whatever it is. And maybe you're not getting anything much more out of the situation. I would tell you to really reflect on how do you feel after hanging out with this guy? How do you feel by the way that he has been treating you so far. Does it feel good? Um, Is it benefiting your life? I'd really challenge you to ask yourself some of these questions. And, uh, you know, you have acknowledged that you want to say something, and I really think you need to. Um, I think you need to just stand your ground, create some boundaries here, like we were talking about before, Um, you can have, you know, rules, set rules in a friends with benefits type of situation. So if this is something that you want to, that you want to continue, you need to set up some rules and some boundaries for like, Hey, this is okay, but this is not okay for me. And you, you kind of might need to like test him a little bit and be like, you know what, when you do this, whatever it is, uh, that you don't like that he does, it is not okay. And I am not going to give you a response. I am not going to be here for you to hook up with. I think you need to give him some sort of an ultimatum like this to test, you know, where he's at and to show him, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this and you need to stand strong in your ground. Okay. So if you say that you're not going to do something, if he treats you some way and he treats you some kind of way, you need to not do it. Don't go over and hook up with him if he's treating you like shit. Okay. Because you could be getting some dick 
okay elsewhere and not being treated like shit. (laughs) So yeah, I know there's a lot to be said about friends with benefits type relationships, but it really sounds like you are accepting less than you deserve from this guy. And I want you to let him know that it is not cool. And I do feel like I kind of allowed this shit when I was younger and it gets easier as you get older, I do believe, or just as you have more experience. Um, And I know it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get like affection or attention from anyone else if if I you know mess up this relationship or if I end off this thing with someone this friends with benefits but trust me there's another dick around the corner okay <laughs> I mean um this is not the only guy in the world and I know I can definitely relate to this feeling but trust me your future self is going to thank you for putting yourself first in this situation okay Okay, guys, the last question I'm going to answer is how to gain confidence after a breakup or rejection. So, damn, oof, rejection, it sucks. But you know what? I feel like we all have to experience it at some point. Um, You know, maybe some more than others. Well, how I gained confidence after my breakup was I started dedicating I just had so much time I had so much free time so I started going to workout classes I started going to the gym and I just started kind of putting myself first and I also started like putting more effort into my self-care and doing my makeup and doing my hair and getting all cute and going out and being social which I know you know right now probably can't do that but um being social and putting yourself out there and getting all cute for you and just you will develop that like confident energy again if you are doing these things that like make you feel sexy make you feel good so I just encourage you to like you know after you get this period out of like you know just being really sad and crying and not wanting to like get dressed and everything like that I challenge you to do the things that make you feel sexy and good and take care of yourself and watch how your confidence and your energy changes and I promise like with some time and healing it will (laughs) and you are going to gain that confidence again if you are putting yourself like out there and you have this energy about you of confident sexy outgoing you know even if it's like even if you have to fake it till you make it I truly think that other people pick up on that and that you know other people can feel that so you are going to start attracting other people that are also putting out that type of good positive confident energy I really do believe so so um you know it might take some time (laughs) and it might feel a little weird at the beginning but I would just yeah like put on some put on some outfits that make you feel really good maybe switch up your wardrobe a little bit um and just you know do your hair do your makeup do something that makes you feel good you don't have to do it every day I mean you can I I think it's great but if you you know do it once or twice a week and you're just you know take some cute ass selfies like start feeling yourself okay like take some sexy photos whatever it is okay at least that's what i would do and that's some things that helped me initially like right after my breakup so yeah okay you guys i'm so out of breath as i always say at the end of my solo episodes 
but I really hope that this was helpful. This episode was definitely super deep and vulnerable and I feel like we could have gone on and on and on. So maybe we'll have to do like a part two to this episode because I do feel like, you know, there's so many things that we kind of could still talk about, but let me know you guys' feedback on this episode. Send me DMs on the podcast Instagram if you made it until the end and what you thought about this episode, any other topics you want me to talk about. Seriously, guys, let me know. I want to hear from you. I love hearing from you. And I appreciate so much you listening, especially if you made it till the end because, you know, this was a lot of just me talking. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful or insightful. Until next week, you guys, I hope you have a really awesome rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening and uh, you will hear from me again next week. All right, bye you guys. Bye.